G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And we're talking about Australia today. Yes, one of our important nations. Well, the <laughs> most important nation indeed. Michael, tell us about Australia for any of those people who have been living under a rock for the last five years. <laughs> well, Australia's fifth appearance coming up for uh, at the Eurovision Song Contest. We have qualified for every grand final so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but however, Australia is coming off our lowest result of 20th place in 2018. Uh, another thing to note here, we have been 25th and 26th with the tally voters in the last two years, mm-hmm. so probably looking for a little bit of a change in that, fingers crossed. Yeah, it certainly feels like we started this with a bang and we've started to drop off a little bit. Yeah, to be expected. Right, what have we got this year? This year we've got Kate Miller-Heidke with Zero Gravity. Okay, let's talk about Kate first up. Now, Kate, she's quite a diverse artist. She was actually classically trained right here in Brisbane, the city that we live in, at the Queensland Conservatorium, the same place Dami Im trained. So obviously they're, you know, knocking them out there. Um, she's also had not, she's not just about classically trained, she's also done musical theatre. She's won two Helpman Awards, which are like the Australian Tonys, basically, Ooh. for those into Broadway. Um, she also wrote the music for the Muriel's Wedding musical that is out and very popular at the moment. A lot of people will know that movie and theatre show. She's also done a bit of indie pop, though, and in the late 2000s, she had quite a few singles, with, um, including one that went top 10 in Australia. So people do know her as that kind of indie pop artist. Uh, she's actually co-written this song with her husband, Keith Nuttall. So she writes a lot of her music with. So that's another little added bonus of this. And as we talk about the meaning of the song, I think that'll come even more important as well. She got there by winning Australia Decides, our first national final. We went to that, Michael, didn't we? We did. Fantastic show. It was incredible. And she won both the jury and the tally vote. However, the jury, she probably only just won a, only by about four points, I think it was, over Electric Fields, but kind of stormed the televote quite comfortably in the end to book her ticket to Tel Aviv. She certainly got the thumb up from the Australian public, didn't she? Yeah, two thumbs up. Ooh. Yeah, Big name in the music <laughs> industry here, a lot of uh, music, uh, musical cr- uh, credence here. Yeah, no, that's, the wrong, I think, the word to use for it. Hmm. Uh, all right, what do we think of negatives and positives? Positives. Let's start with the positives yes. first. You start up. Um, one thing I like about this song is the unpredictability of the song, Dale. It goes to places that you just aren't expecting, particularly on first listen, and it certainly was the case when I had a first listen. Uh, and I've also noticed when people react to it also on YouTube, etc., there's a quite unexpected sort of places it goes to. I also enjoy the mix of genres here. We have everything from operatic elements to drum and bass. Uh, so really nice, diverse kind of song. Um, the song also shows off her classical training really, really well. The vocal on this is fantastic, particularly the staccato parts of it and the operatic parts. The song does have a message, and I think it portrays that message very well. Uh, so that's another positive, particularly if we get uh, a chance for the great staging which this offers. Mm. And I really do. And what also I'm going to say the last thing I really like about this, the risk factor that Australia is taking with this. It is a departure from what we've done in the past, and it was about time we stepped out of that box. 
Yeah, look, that's the first thing. Let's talk about that right there. It's not safe. And I think Australian uh, Eurovision fans have been wanting us to sort of step out of the box, do something a bit uniquely different. We have played it safe, and that worked at the start, but it has been drifting off a little bit in the execution as well. Um, With this, I wasn't surprised to see this win because it was so unique, and I think it has that standout factor. Uh, I think when you've got um, either 17 songs in the semi or if lucky enough to get to 26 songs, you need something memorable that is going to get someone to pick up the phone for this. Um, And this song has it. And I like the fact, I put as a positive, that it's divisive. You don't need to win over everybody. You need to win over a percentage of people to really like the song. And divisive songs have actually done well at Eurovision recently, so I think that's Mm. definitely a positive. The other thing, her vocal. She has a a vocal. I have no issues of her being able to deliver the song. Yeah, maybe that high note, she can slightly strain it. On a couple of occasions she did, but a couple of occasions she smashed it. Even then... It's not like the couple of vocals where they may not have hit their straps in the last couple of years. I'm very confident she'll be able to deliver it there. And you're right, that message, you know, the story about postnatal depression, I think a lot of people will be able to relate to that. I think they can sell that message. I know it's horrible words to use sell about something so important, but you've got to tell that story going into it so that, you know, it makes a lot more sense to people when they see it for the first time. Yeah, I think you make a really great point about it standing out. It is the only song of its type in this competition, uh, and it's certainly got that pop ability factor. And you're right, there is that saying, it doesn't matter who doesn't like you, it matters who likes you. Exactly. And if we can get that percentage of people to like us, that should, fingers crossed, up the telly vote somewhat. Okay, what are the possible drawbacks of this song? Okay, um, what I mentioned as a strength, I can also think can be a weakness in this. The mix of genres does tend to confuse people. And you see people's reaction, particularly first reactions, going, what is going on? I thought we were heading in one direction and we completely went somewhere else. The operatic elements in this does tend to turn some people off. Unfortunately, there's going to be a group of people, the minute they hear some opera, go, don't like opera, I don't want to know about it. Yeah, so be it, that is it. I'm also going to say the song builds really, really, really nicely. Then you get to this point where it takes a turn mm. and it can leave you a little flat. What do you mean? Do you mean like towards the end? Oh, I know. I think midway through the song you go, okay. oh, because I've seen a lot of reaction people going, oh my God, this is going to be a banger. And then it goes into a little bit of opera and they're like, oh, yeah, okay. is that what I'm getting? I see, I see, yeah. Is, yeah. You know, so that can leave people a little bit flat. I'm just going to say also the last minute of the song, which is quite sort of anthemic and chanty with the backing vocals, nothing bringing me down, nothing keeping me down. She just wails, basically, for the last minute of the song. It's just her operatic, operatic wailing. That just can be a little bit of a turn-off, I think. Um, I'm also going to say that the national final performance, as as it did stand out against the crowd here in Australia, that needs to change, obviously, and it has going to change. But it also didn't show off the fantastic musicality that this song offers. Whether it was just a bad mix that they needed to pump the music up a bit more, I don't think it showed off how good the song was. Yeah, I, I, I probably agree with most things there, and I think actually, yeah, number one, that mix of genres in there, straight away you've got probably two parts here. One, I've seen people start off watching it and talk about it, and she almost has a Kate Bush about her, and then she goes operatic, and some people go like, oh, wow, that's great, and some people go, oh, gone, done, off. Mm. At the same time, I like that the mix of genres are in there, but it has to be delivered really well. And I think you're right in terms of, I think the mu- the music and the song got lost, 
Number one, maybe just in terms of the sound mix, but also I think because it's um, it's almost too much for your senses. There was a lot going on. Yeah, like there's so much visually happening, and also in a, in the sound ways. Like in your music as well, it reminds me. This is a bit of a weird analogy of a cat. So when you like <laughs> when you pet a cat, it really likes it until it's too much, too much senses, and it freaks out and scratches you. Now this is like that. There's too many senses going on with that massive amount of staging and the complex nature of the song. So you've got to bring that staging down to just be more simple, but still very effective. Mm. It needs to have something big about it because it lends itself to it, but maybe just not throw everything at it. Take one thing off. And I think then it's getting that balance right. And with that, you're either going to go bad or good. And I think at the moment how it stands, it's not getting people on that one as well. Um, I agree with you on the chorus as well. Like that last anthemic one-minute chorus, which is actually sung by somebody else, not her. So how do you incorporate her good wailing um, with the actual anthemic nature of that chorus? So pump that up, get that going a lot more. It's an interesting one, I think, staging on this one because it is critical for this song. You want it and it lends itself to being epic, but you're right, it could just easily overcook and over just over-egg the whole thing. So mm. they've got a real challenge on their hands to do something eye-catching and original but not be zany and stupid about this yeah because it's i think people have seen this as a novelty song that that have been a bit against it or been not quite warming to it when i think actually the song itself is so much more it's unique and a bit zany but it's not novelty by any stretch of the imagination i want to ask you a question though dale it's jury scores that underpin our success at the eurovision song contest so far do you think this has the jury appeal of previous songs uh, I think it's probably somewhere in the kind of we got love area where we went for more of a televote appeal last year but then we did lose some of our jury and I think this is going to split juries I think some people are going to really appreciate it but some people aren't as well uh, I think it's going to probably get a bit of a mixed bag uh, and that is going to probably work better for us on a televote but I don't think it's going to necessarily pump up our jury I think it'll do reasonably well but it's also hard to gauge how it'll be taken by the jury I, I find that one hard Call to pick. I think Australia is the most, the hardest one to predict how it's going to go out of any song in the competition. I can predict our tally votes probably not going to be fantastic. <laughs> oh, Generally that's... isn't. Oh, true, true. All right, let's talk about our juries. Yes, okay. Well, let's start with Australia ourselves because, you know, <laughs> we are a parochial bunch. <laughs> I think we did pick We Got Love last year, our Aussie Vision jury of 12 uh, fans out there from different ages um, and genders. And this year they have ranked Australia. Any guesses? No. Second. Oh, really? Yeah. I think that's a bit parochial. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) However, saying that, um, the Australian vote were very close with a lot of top songs towards it. There was about the six were very close. And this had anything from first to 38th. Uh, So um, nine of the 12 had it in the top 10 and five of the 12 had it in the top three. So there was still, not every Australian loved it necessarily, but the ones who did really did. And I think there's a lot of people who went to the national finals like us and we're going to always love the Australian song, song. So it has a sense of patriotism there. What about our international people? Let's get a sense of realism going on. Yeah, well, <laughs> this is this is interesting. So, obviously, uh, we really like to know how Europeans think about our music and our song. And the 12-member jury from 12 different nations all over Europe have ranked Australia. Any guesses? I'd say about 18th. Australia's coming at 37th. Oh, wow. That's low. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> oh, well. 8th to 41st, okay. um, 8 of the 12 had it worse than 30th, 
and three of the 12 had it 40th or 41st. Mm, wow. So the ones who really didn't like it didn't like it, but there was an 8th and a 12th up there, so there was some positive love for it. Not much. <laughs> no, it didn't do well at all. Okay. Uh, well, let's talk about our rankings. Um, mm. Look, I'm just going to start off with my comments here. This is a good, risky uh, entry for Australia. It was definitely the best one in our national final. Sorry if you liked Electric Fields, but it wasn't the best one. Um, I'm happy with this. Let the chips fall where they may on this one. I've given it pretty high. I've given it 6th out of the 41. Nice, nice. Um, recap, I agree with you. This was the right song to send. It's the best package. We needed to take a risk, and I think the view of a lot of fans is so be it. Uh, it's hard to gauge how this will end up going. And for me, it's a song I've always liked, the operatic songs. You know in the past I've liked Alina and I've liked Malena. So it's no surprise that this is ranked very highly for me. And this has come in at fourth place. Okay, so we're both in the top ten there. Yeah, We're drinking the Australia Kool-Aid again. Of course, maybe not as much as the the rest of the jury, but we're up there. What about prediction? How do you think it's going to go? Look, I've got to say I'm fairly nervous about this one. This could go either way, to be honest. I've put here, will qualify just, and I've double underlined just. If it does get through, I think we might squeak through. Depends on that jury vote. If we do get into the grand final and we're lucky enough to be there, this could, I just don't know, this could be anywhere from the edge of the top 10 to 26th. It just depends. I don't know. Yeah. Depends on how we stage it, to be honest. <laughs> For a minute there, I think you're going anywhere from first to not qualifying. <laughs> um, look, I think I, I agree with you. This is a hard one to predict. And I think the one thing I actually didn't put up in the negatives there is that actually the chips are not falling our way. Our semi final is full of nations who have traditionally put us um, very low in tally votes compared to others. All our nations that actually support us generally are not there. So this is a tough ask, including out of the big five too. So we have to win people over with a risky song and get jury on side and get the tally vote. However, I think having that 17 songs and losing Ukraine might just be the story of us sneaking through in 10th place or 9th or 8th. I think we're going to be in the lower end and just qualify. I do agree with you there. However, in the final, I think that's our biggest battle, getting the semis. I think bring us up, give us a bigger task of 26 songs and I think we'll do a lot better. And I think it can be edge of top 10, but maybe somewhere in that kind of 15th to 16th. I don't think it'll be worse than 20th if it gets through. Hmm. Somewhere between 10th and 20th. Oh, fingers crossed we just get through. That's the main thing, I think. All right. Well, let us know what you think. Have you drunk the Australia Kool-Aid? Or are you really against it like some of our international jury? Let us know on our socials, Aussie Vision Net. Thanks for joining us, guys. See you later.